Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 175, Contract of Reconciliation. Welcome back to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Tony DiLorenzo. And Elisa DiLorenzo. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about what to do when you feel like you need to separate to gain clarity in your marriage with the goal of being together again. We are so happy to have you here today with us. I want to, first and foremost, thank each and every one of you out there who has taken the time to go over to iTunes and leave a rating and or a review. Mm -hmm. As of this show, we have 123 ratings, somewhere like around 76, 77 reviews. It's awesome. And thank you so much for going over there and doing that. If you haven't done so, by all means, click on over, leave your rating, leave your review. If you want to call into the show, though, you can do that at 858-876-5663. If you have a topic that you would like us to discuss on the show, Mm -hmm. email us, info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We have gotten a number from you guys, and we're going through those, looking at them, doing some research on them. Um, This way, we can come to you and give you some really good, solid information that you can use in your marriage. And you can also call that number, too. I mean, if you want to hear your question played on the air, Please go ahead and call the number. Uh, As you guys know, and we take this very, very seriously, all of those questions, comments, whether they come in the form of an email or over the voicemail are kept anonymous. Mm -hmm. And we do that because we want One Extraordinary Marriage to be a safe place for each and every one of you to share what's on your heart, right? the challenges that you're going through, because we've told you before and we'll tell you many times into the future If you're having an issue in your marriage, someone else in this listening audience in the one family is experiencing that same issue. Yeah. And today's podcast is wrapped around that Mm -hmm. because in the last couple of weeks, we've heard a lot about couples wanting to separate couples wanting to go, you know what? We need to get some clarity. We need to be, we need to just get some time away. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you remember last week's show, we talked about a contract or a covenant and how those are different, right? A contract is self-focused. A covenant is other-focused. Well, in a contract of reconciliation, you're going to be a little self-focused here, but with the understanding that you're going to get back together. Mm -hmm. And Elisa has been working with some couples and coaching and, and working through this. Here's the thing, though. On June 19th, we got an iTunes review and it goes like this. I left. We have four kids. I was tired, worn and done. My husband felt like we were fine and was shocked. He had a house moment and realized he had to do something. He found the one family and I agreed to try it. And we entered a therapeutic separation. Two months later, 
we are no longer separated and we are still working on things. It's not perfect, but thanks to Tony and Elisa, we look at everything differently and open-mindedly. Thank you so much, One Family. We love you. Feeling loved again, not to sound selfish, I realized I was not treating him right either. God bless One Family. Powerful. Absolutely powerful. I mean, here's a couple who, uh, they, she was gone. Yeah, done. Out the door. Out the door. You know, house, four kids, husband, see you later. Worn out, exhausted. She obviously needed space. You know, we don't have all the other background to their story, but as I've been dealing with couples over the last couple of weeks, um, there's a huge desire for just a little bit of space and distance to really get understanding for all of the dynamics that have shifted and changed from when they were, you know, dating and courting and when everything was, you know, roses and going well. And our society is so quick to say, well, you just needed to get, you know, get divorced, get divorced and move on. And the... The reality is, is that divorce is very destructive. And mind you, and mind you, this is, this is one of those self-focused times too, that a divorce, you are separating and you're, you know, taking that person that you're with and you're separating, you're done with them, but you haven't worked on you. You haven't made any changes with you. So the, so whoever it may be over there that you're looking at or possibly going to go to you still bring you with them, all your junk, all your warts, all the ugly. Mm-hmm. So realize that. I, I think a lot of us think that we get a divorce and, oh, I'm finally free to do whatever I want. No, you're still a mess. And through the grace of God, he still loves you and me, you know, but you're still a mess and we got to work on us. So it is during this separation, this, uh, this reconciliation, reconciliation. That's Gosh, big I'm words. Having, having That's big tough, words. I'm having a tough time today. <laughs> but all that's to say is our society has made it so easy to divorce. And yet we also have this other word that's bantered around quite a bit is separation. But what happens often is that people get separated and yet they don't have a plan for what that's go- how that's going to put their marriage back together. You know, and I've been talking to these couples and you know, started talking to them one about a biblical separation, which is where you are, you know, you're focused on healing and on, you know, rebuilding the strong foundation to your marriage, but coupling that with a contract of reconciliation. And I know you guys are all sitting and going, okay, Elisa, that is a brand new term. Nobody's ever mentioned it. And in fact, I think I actually am the one that coined this phrase. Mm-hmm. I- I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit of ownership for this because Here's what I want you guys to think about. When your marriage is in a bad place, at some point in time, the person that you are struggling with, you're fighting with, you're miserable with right now, you loved them. You loved them enough to say, I do. You were passionate about them to want to start a family and a future with them. Hmm. Things have gone horribly awry. I, I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that with all of my clients. The thing is, most of the time, you can still work on this. You can still come back and reconcile, but you've got to have a plan to do so. And that's where the contract of reconciliation is a fabulous tool to be able to do that. Because like I was talking to, um, one client this week and we were talking about separation and she, when we were talking about the details, she's like, well, we would only be talking about the logistics of like the kids and the dogs and finances. And I said, well, where's the, 
where's the focus on your relationship? You know, if you're going to separate, where's the focus on rebuilding what's been broken? And there was a pause because there wasn't really an answer. And I said, you've got to be focused on the reconciliation. Mm-hmm. If you're walking out the door to get, to get clarity, it's not to get clarity to leave him. It's to get clarity on how you can both best rebuild the marriage and start a fresh new chapter in your lives. So the contract of reconciliation, it really focuses on, you know, essentially five areas. You need to think about how you're going to work on yourself. You know, what can I do to fix this situation? What can I do to heal the hurts that have happened? Because I will tell you there, there's a, he said, she said, there is responsibility on both sides of the equation. And you've got to work on yourself. You've got to be healthy, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally. You've got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and like last week, we talked about habitual sin. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I want to make a clarification. I had the wrong book. I kept saying Breaking Chains. That is an amazing nonprofit organization that started out here in San Diego. The book is actually called The Bondage Breaker. And I will put a link again in the show notes this week on that. Mm-hmm. And that's habitual sin, breaking those chains of habitual sin that you are in. Could be pornography, drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be. You know, so that that's the very first thing when you're working in this space. You've got to work on yourself because you can't be looking at all the other issues out there and not first look inwardly. Very first thing you've got to work on. The two of you in this contract of reconciliation have to outline a plan for how you're going to work on your marriage. Right. This is, this is the ultimate goal. How are you going to work on your marriage? What are you going to do individually to go down the path of healing? What are you going to do as a couple? Are you going to be going to coaching? Are you going to find a marriage mentor? that you can meet with? Are you getting involved in a marriage small group at your church or meeting with the marriage and family pastors? What are you two doing as a couple? You still need to be engaged during this time with each other. This isn't a time to just go, oh, I'm going to just go do whatever I want because that's not a contract of reconciliation. That's basically, hey, we're done. Right. And that's not what this is about. This is about looking at ourselves, looking at each other in our marriage as well. Yeah, and this is where you start doing things like, let's go grab ice cream together. I mean, that may be the first step in terms of like, we can handle 30 minutes together without fighting. So we're going to go get an ice cream and we're just going to sit there and then we're going to be done. Or we're going to go play putt-putt together. Just something. Or miniature golf. Or miniature golf. You know, just something low key. We're going to go for a walk around the block. You start building these back into the fabric of your relationship, but you've got to have a plan. It's just like we talk about calendar it for, you know, we talk about it for date nights, for sex, for you know everything in your relationship. You got to have a calendar for your reconciliation. You can't just walk out the door and, you know, fly on this. Well, we're just going to be spontaneous because I will tell you spontaneous does not work. Things keep getting pushed to the side when you're trying to be spontaneous. And I love to say this all the time to folks, especially when it comes to sex. When was the last time you had spontaneous sex? Honestly. I mean, 
Like it just happened out of the blue. And, and maybe if you're a couple and you don't have kids, that happens a, a lot more, more often. Yeah. Those of us with kids, you know, if, if you're not planning, it's not really happening. <laughs> we know. We know. And, and, and especially right now in the summer. And this is the first year for us right now as a couple where our kids are older and they're staying up later at night and they're around much more. They don't take naps, you know, so we're having to get, you know, creative. We're we're having to be, you know, very disciplined at times just going, it is time to get to bed. And the reality is, is that if you have chosen to separate, you're living in two separate places. So, you know, during this time, you have to be very deliberate and intentional about your time together. And you have to make the time to be together because the third area you need to work on is your family. If you all have children, you have got to work Mm -hmm. on the healing and the understanding for them. And I will caution you right now. Do not ever badmouth the other spouse in front of your children. Don't do it. It will bite you in the butt every single time. Mm-hmm. It will cause the children to feel confused and hurt and angry. They're already dealing with those emotions because they are not living in the same house with mom and dad. So you need to be very, very conscious of your children during this time. And you need to have a plan to make things as normal as possible for them. They're hurting. As I put in an email to somebody this week, Every child's desire is to be in a loving home with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't throw, I don't think I put happy in there because happy is relative and, you know, I mean, from one moment to another, things happen. But kids want to feel loved from mom and dad. Yeah. You, and so you've got to have a plan for how you're going to be doing family things in this separation time because the kids need to see, your children need to see that when things get rough, mom and dad are not quitting. Mom and dad are trying to figure out a path and a plan through this to come out on the other side stronger. That is an amazing gift that you can give your children when they see the two of you working through, really working through this rough patch. Yeah. Because it's going to teach them to endure. It's going to teach them to persevere. It's going to teach them not to be quitters. And I will tell you that will impact your grandchildren and your great grandchildren for generations to come. Mm -hmm. You're laying the foundation right now. You also need as part of that contract of reconciliation, there are two other areas that you need to have focus on. You need to have focus on your finances. Yeah. And this is a big one because now you're, you're in separate places, right? So this really is going to take, you know, a lot of your time talking through this. It may be a subject that you haven't talked about, mm-hmm. you know, could maybe, be the reason why you're in this place. Right. And so dealing with these finances, especially now you're, you're holding two households up, mm-hmm. you know, and what does that look like? How does that, how does that work out financially is huge. And the ramifications that that brings to both of you and the family. So I believe this is one area that many of us love to just shove under the rug and we don't share what's happening and it's why we get to this point. It's why you're at 
this point where you want to separate, but you want to do a contract of reconciliation because you want to talk about this stuff. Part of what happens through the exercise of putting together the contract of reconciliation is that it requires the two of you talk, which I am very well aware from working with my clients is part of the reason that you're at the point where you're separating in the first place. Mm. And that's why, you know, working through each one of these areas, and we're just kind of giving you sort of scratching the surface on them because it's one of those things where, you know, hammering through some of these areas is really going to bring up a lot of emotion. It's going to bring up some of the issues that you need to work on, but it's also going to give you a starting place. Mm-hmm. And working through this document allows you to really see what's going on. Instead of just saying, you know, I'm out of here. Because this matters. It matters to your future that you talk about each and every one of these areas. You're probably noticing that a lot, that each one of these, or not each one of these, but collectively, they're touching on all of the intimacies. Yep. You know, we're really, we're really working through these here because you haven't been working on them. That's how you got to the point that you're here. So what I want to do is I want to help you. We want to help you hammer these out so that you can rebuild. You know, and and the last area that I want to talk about is your spiritual life. Because you guys know the very first chapter of Strip Down is called From the Top Down. If you don't know, it's the very first chapter of Strip Down. 13 now, keys now to you our, know. now you know. God, your spouse, your kids, and everything else. Mm -hmm. Many couples, when they find themselves at the point that they're considering separation or divorce, it's because their priorities are upside down, screwed up, sideways, or something else. They don't have their priorities in order. And so during this time that you two are separated and working on things individually and together, you need to get right with God. You need to put that focus back on where it belongs. Those of you that have kicked God out of your marriage need to invite him back in to all aspects of your marriage, not just the little pieces that you're tossing out to God. Because mm-hmm. we tend, and I, I'm owning this big time myself too, we tend to compartmentalize God. We're like, well, God, you can help me here, but I got this area over here all taken care of. I don't need you there. Case in point, case in point. Jesus in my bedroom, podcast we did. Honestly, had somebody go, that is too far. Said, uh-huh. and basically said, that is too far. I am not listening again. Fair enough. But you know what? God needs to be right there in your bedroom with you guys. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that, and I will go to my grave saying that. Well, and the interesting thing with that is that I had, um, had a, a coaching session with a woman, and I brought that up, and I met with her a couple weeks later, and she said, okay, so here I was, I was in the bedroom and I wasn't really kind of in the mood. And I thought about what you said about praying for sex and talking to God about my sex life and my marriage and my bedroom. And she goes, and I did. And I said, well, you know, tell me what happened. She goes, it worked. And I said, every time, every time, you know? And so we're at this point where, you know, actually there is a sixth area that I didn't, um, that I didn't bring up at the very beginning. And that's also your physical intimacy. Yeah. And, that's an area that obviously if you're separated, you're going through some place, so you may not even feel like having sex with one another. 
you also need to talk about it in this contract of reconciliation. You need to talk about what's okay. Is it okay to you know, ask if I can hold your hand? Is it okay if I give you a hug when I see you? You know, are, it, it kind of goes back. I remember when I was in college, there, um, there was a school, I want to say it was Antioch College, and they had this contract for the students. And they talked, you know, it was this whole, like, how far can I go with you? Like, if we were in a dating relationship or I met you. And, you know, like every, there was a question, like, can I hold your hand? Can I kiss you? Can I, um, you know. So there was never an assumption. There was it never was an assumption. An asking. And as you guys are going through this reconciliation, you're kind of starting, you know, for some of you, you're starting all over again as far as what's okay with physical touch. Right. And so this is one of those areas that may, it will be more fluid, could be more fluid in the contract, but you need to discuss and kind of hammer out how are you going to have those discussions? Because some of you, just like you haven't talked about the finances, some of you haven't talked about your physical intimacy. You haven't talked about your sex life. There have been assumptions. There have been problems. There have been pains and hurts. And the only way you're going to get past those is to start talking about them. Now, you know, with these six points, like I said, we're just scratching the surface of what a contract of reconciliation looks like. It's a beefy, you know. Undertaking. Undertaking. And the reason that it is beefy is because it forces you to, to really look at your marriage, to look at where you were two, five, 10, 20 years ago when you stood either before a judge or priest or pastor or rabbi, whomever, and said, I love you. I do. I want to be with you forever. And then all the life stuff got in the way. Mm-hmm. I want to take you back through these questions, through these exercises to get you to the point going, oh yeah, I remember you, you know, and, and I'm willing to put forth the effort because I don't want to lose what we had. Yes, there have been some bad points and I will tell you every couple that's been married has bad points. If they tell you they've never had any struggles or challenges, they're lying or they've been married three minutes. Um, and even then, I mean, at our reception, there was the drunk friend who was obnoxious. And so even in our first few minutes of married life, there was that kind of like, who invited her? Um, you know, that little challenge, like that's one of your relative's friends. You go take care of that. You know, that type of thing. But guys, you can't do this by yourself because your communication skills have not been working for you. Right. And I know that because if you're considering a separation or divorce, uh, you haven't been talking to each other. You've been screaming at each other. You've been doing the silent treatment like I used to do to Tony. You've got some communication issues. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that working on yourself, that very first thing that you need to work on in the contract of reconciliation, because you two need to learn how to talk to each other. So trying to hammer out a contract of reconciliation by yourselves is going to cause you all kinds of grief. I'm just being brutally honest with you. You need a third party in there to make it happen because you need somebody that can say, okay, I heard what you said. Husband, wife, how do you feel about that? What would you like to add? What would you like to change? And it's a give and take back and forth, back and forth until you guys get a document that you can live with. Until you get a document that you can say, you know what? Uh I see our future. I see that working on these things, if we honestly commit to doing them, and I will tell you the whole engage in action part of it, just like in the create your life blueprint, that E, engage in action, you got to do it. 
But having a third person to walk you through the steps, to ask you the tough questions, that's where somebody like myself comes in or where Tony comes in to say, you know what, we're going to be your facilitator. You know, you guys have been listening to us, you know, new listeners, you're just getting a taste of us. Those of you that have been with us since the beginning, you know that we're your marriage coaches. You know that that's who we are and we coach you and we work through, through these issues with you. I mean, it's exactly what that lady said in the iTunes review. You know, not D-Day anymore was the title of that. She came back. Mm-hmm. Th- they're making changes. And you guys can too. It does not have to be D-Day in your relationship. But you can't do it by yourself. Because by yourself hasn't been working. Right. Right. And for those of you out there who are going, well, geez, you know, I don't want to separate, but everything you've talked about, that's happening in my marriage too. You know, but I don't want to get a separation. I don't want to leave. I don't want to find another place. Well, you may be at the same point. You still need this contract of reconciliation to look at your marriage, to go, okay, what are we going to do in these six areas of intimacy? How are we going to pull this all together? And that also requires possibly somebody in between helping you guys through. Because like Elisa said, one of the biggest areas that we have found over the years is that communication is constantly breaking down. And the thing is, if you or your spouse are not willing to work on that one little piece, it's really hard to move to the next pieces. Mm-hmm. And so typically where we're going to start is on that communication piece. And for some of you, it may be as simple as picking up he zig, she zags. And you can get that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash he zigs, she zags. And this is our communication audio program that will help you guys get that communication on the same path. We talk about the state of our marriage conversation. We talk about being able to ask and answer questions in a way that allows both of you, both of you to listen and to also understand and have your spouse understand what you're saying. So communication is huge. So those of you though, that are out there and you're just like, man, I do have one foot out the door. I'm done. You know, I, I know that feeling, you know, I know that feeling. I know Elisa knows that feeling because four years into our marriage, she stepped into our kitchen, opened up the phone book. For those of you who don't know a phone book, we did have them back then. We're ancient. (laughs) She opened up that phone book, you know, and was looking for divorce lawyers. She was ready to leave. She was done. She was done with me because I was being very selfish. I wasn't living a marriage that was based on a covenant. It was based on a contract back then. And I was very selfish. I was deep into my pornography addiction. I was lazy. I wasn't willing to put any time into that marriage. And it was at that time that I said, oh my goodness, I need to do something. I need to change. And I looked at myself and, and realized at that point that whatever it took, I was willing to make it happen. Did it happen overnight? No. This isn't microwave success here, folks. It's not. This is, this is crock pot cooking slow it happens little by little by little and from four year four to 11 we had lots of down times we had good times it was a mess 
again, ready to leave, ready to take off. But at year 11, it all changed because I kept working on myself, kept working on myself. Even though I was having bad, bad moments, we still stuck it together. We still kept making it happen. At year 11, it finally t- turned. It, it switched. But again, those years, it just takes time. But there was always, there was always the part that Elise and I were working on each other and we were working on our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so know that. Know that. And, and, you know, back to Tony's microwave comment, it, it took you a while to get to where you are. So you're not flipping a switch to get back to where you used to be. Mm-hmm. You got to work on it because here's the thing, guys. You can use all the words, all the promises, all the, you know, declarations that you want till you start making serious actions to the point where your spouse can see that change is occurring, those words, they're just empty promises. I will tell you time and time again, and I hear it from spouses that are hurting all the time, actions speak louder than words. So I want you to think today, what's going to be the action that you're going to take? Are are you going to decide that today's the day that you reach out for help that you say, you know what, Tony and Lisa, talk to me more about what this contract of reconciliation looks like. Tell me how this might work in, your, in my marriage. Tell me what's involved in getting something like this hammered out with you. Or are you going to stop Yeah, and just and, do nothing? Yep. And if you want more information, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Mm-hmm. And from right there, you can fill out your email address and we'll get you more information on how we could possibly work together to help you through this contract of reconciliation. Well, guys, another fantastic show. Again, love you guys. So humbled and honored that you take time out of your week to sit here, listen to us so that you can better yourselves. You can better your marriage. You can better your family. You can become so much. You can have so much passion and romance in your marriage. Lord. I mean, it's just amazing. I'm just so thankful that you do this. Um, Again, get in touch with us, 858-876-5663 or info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Either of those, you can get to us. We love you guys. We hope you have a fantastic week. And until next time, have a fantastic, fantastic day. 